10 times love, 10 times love. It's got Phineas and our technical producer, dancing, and he's uh, saying to me, Ah, Patricia, I'm going to get married one of these good days. Mm, okay, I saw him enjoying this song, so it seems like he's found someone. We'll find out. Between now and Valentine's Day, I definitely know that I will find out if there's someone or it's something in the a pie in the sky <laughs> while some of us are still looking. This is a late night conversations and it's time for us to look at some social issues. We are joined now, a team is by Tembisa Fakute, who's a researcher at the Al Jazeera Center for Studies. Tembisa, thank you very much for joining us once again. How are you doing? Good, how are you? Excellent, thank you. Compliments for the new season. Thank you. Thank you. Now, you know, the last time you and I spoke, we were speaking about the deal of the century, of which uh, the, the win of... Uh, Donald Trump for the elections in the USA was a huge factor in this particular deal. Well, Donald Trump is out and uh, Joe Biden is in. Where do we stand now with this deal of the century? And for, for the benefit of those who don't know what this deal is, perhaps take us through it. Well, the deal of the century was that the peace deal that was brokered by both Donald Trump and his uh, senior advisor and son-in-law, Jared Kushner, in the Middle East, mainly trying to come up with a lasting solution in inverted commas in Palestine uh, between uh, the Palestinian border and the Israeli border. Uh, so he came up with all sorts of suggestions, including uh, building a port and an airport at the, in the Gaza Strip, building a bridge that will uh, link West Bank and Gaza, and other concessions um, were made uh, in order to facilitate that peace process. So. That was known as the deal of the century, but suffice to say that it was rejected by the uh, majority of the Arab countries. And um, so that, that's that. Now, with Joe Biden coming in, Joe Biden had uh, had said that he rejected some of the, uh, of, the, of the agreements or proposed plans within the, uh, the deal of the century, uh, including uh, further petitioning of, of, of Palestine, because that was what was planned, um, and, and creating a bridge which will mean uh, a permanent two separate states of Palestine, one in Gaza and one in West Bank, whereas the Palestinians are looking for a unified uh, Palestine. So that wasn't going to work. So he had rejected that. Uh, initially, he had rejected uh, also building a, a federal petition between the West Bank and uh, Jordan, which was one of the things mentioned in that uh, deal of a century. So we'll have to see what's going to happen, uh, whether he is going to go ahead to implement some of the things that is in agreement with within the, the deal of a century, or he's just going to um, outright reject the, the proposed deal of a century. It might be difficult, though, because some of the things that were proposed by Trump are already uh, at or in, in implementation uh, stage. So it's going to be quite difficult for Biden to redo whatever it was that has already been started uh, towards achieving the deal of a century. But now, Tembi, so when we are looking at uh, timeframes and uh, order of priorities that uh, Biden might have, does it seem that uh, this particular deal is part of uh, the prioritized uh, actions that he wants to implement? I don't think it's, it's, it's one of his priorities. I mean, he has already stated what is his uh, foreign uh, affair or international relation uh, 
priorities, and that will include um, the resuscitation of the Joint Comprehensive Program of Action, or also known as the nuclear deal between Iran and the uh, P5 nation, that is the five permanent members uh, of the United Nations plus uh, plus Germany, uh, which Donald Trump withdrew from, if you remember. So one of his priorities is that. So Palestine was not mentioned. Uh, in all the statements that he has made since uh, it, it, regarding his uh, priorities in foreign foreign relations, Palestine was never mentioned as a priority. So we'll have to wait and see what's going to happen. But we know that the resuscitation of um, of the Paris Accord, which was the environmental uh, uh, agreement that was reached in Paris, that uh, Trump also withdrew from. Uh, Biden has said he's going to go back. And, and, and rejoin that. There's also the, um, the, the the nuclear deal, as I've already said, is going back. The threat of uh, the United States withdrawing from the World Health, World Health Organization. We've heard today that uh, Biden is going back in that as well. Some people are anticipating that even the uh, severing of ties which were restored between uh, Barack Obama and Castro uh, in Cuba, uh, that also might just uh, be resuscitated. So we're waiting for quite a number of things to be uh, resuscitated, but one thing that has not been talked about um, is the deal of a century. Mm. So it's clearly not one of the main priorities right now, but uh, obviously there'll be a lot of changes um, from the Trump administration to this uh, Biden administration, uh, from what you have said. Now, in, in terms of economic impact, what sort of economic impact can we expect globally um, since the change of this particular uh, administration from Donald to um, Joe? Well, it, dep- it depends on how quick uh, individual countries roll out the uh, vaccination. Uh, that will, because the current biggest stumbling block towards the uh, economic recovery is uh, COVID-19, and as long as it's, as long as it, it rages, it's very difficult for any country to actually go back or even uh, impact uh, the economic uh, development. So, one, it depends on how uh, each or individual countries react or roll out the, the vaccination process. Uh, that's one. The, the, the second issue, I'm, I'm, I'm not quite sure whether the United States will do anything at the moment because they, they are also going through uh, difficult times uh, with the highest uh, numbers of uh, unemployment in, in, in some states, uh, uh, even though there were, there were signs that the economy was recovering during uh, the first half of Trump's uh, tenure as the president of the United States. But when COVID hit, uh, the economy was hit uh, uh, severely in the United States. So I don't see them having additional resources to assist other nations uh, to recover from this pandemic. So 2021 is, is, is most likely to be as gloomy as 2020. Uh, many people are anticipating that at least maybe perhaps at the last quarter of the year we might just see a global economic recovery. But uh, to expect that the the, the, the um, election or the, assume, the, assume, the assumption of the presidential role by, by Joe Biden will help the global economy, I'm a bit, uh, I don't think that will happen anytime soon.
So it, it seems we need to just brace ourselves for more hardship in 2021 globally. And uh, because Biden's daughter-in-law is a South African from Pretoria, does this mean, and I know a lot of South Africans are probably thinking, yo, free visa, I'm going to the States. Does this mean that there'll be, um, you know, some, some more relationships between the USA and South Africa that will be forged? And we, I mean, there's been videos circulating of uh, Joe Biden speaking on the issue of apartheid back in 1986 and it seems that he has always had the heart for South Africa. Do you feel that there'll be new relationships forged or partnerships forged between the two countries? I think so. I think um, Biden's uh, historical relationship with South Africa will certainly play a role in terms of him renewing ties with, with, with South Africa and the fact that he has a family member who's also half South African that will also uh, assist uh, in, in a way. But I think the, 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 the much more, the, like, you know, a, a serious driving force which will imp- influence his uh, relationship with South Africa is his uh, uh, passion uh, with um, human rights and multilateralism. And we know that South Africa is playing a very important role in Africa with our president being the chairperson of the uh, African Union. Uh, Joe Biden has indicated that he would like to see the revival of multilateralism uh, globally. And uh, South Africa also uh, uh, espoused that kind of uh, ambition in terms of promoting multilateralism with, um, of course, Mandela's uh, heritage. So Cyril Ramaphosa is continuing uh, with that trajectory. So I think there might be some meeting of minds somewhere between Joe Biden and Cyril uh, Ramaphosa. Uh, next week, I think they will be meeting uh, for the first time. Uh, if it does go ahead, the Davos uh, annual meeting. And um, we are hoping that Cyril Ramaphosa will perhaps uh, meet with, uh, with with Biden and they might uh, come up with either invitations for Cyril Ramaphosa to go to the United States or Cyril Ramaphosa might just extend an invitation to Biden to South Africa and when uh, things uh, get to get back to normal, at least between the second and the, and, and, the, and the third quarter of this year. Hey, and the embassies are going to be full should that happen. <laughs> Both yeah. ways. Let me go to our A team. I've got uh, Johnny, who's in Bulugwane. Johnny, good evening. Good evening. How are you, my sister? Good, thank you. Good, man. Uh, and good evening to your, to your guest, Mr. Fakude. You know, I've got, I got some, I think, two questions just that, that, that I just wanted to, to, to pose to as they are doing research for the biggest media 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 house in the world. I just want to check. Uh, I, I know Africa and both uh, the African and other powerhouses in Africa. We were looking at the the situation in where. Okay, Johnny, we're losing you. I'm going to have to drop you. We can't hear Hello? you. Okay, now I can hear you clearly. Please, can you ask your question yeah. quickly no, and briefly? I, I, I wanted to ask something to Mr. Baguda to say, I'm now seeing the new administration of Biden in U.S., and then we are expecting much, you know, as African countries, especially South Africa and other powerhouses in Africa. I want to check, in terms of <clears throat> policy-wise, uh, should we expect anything different from what used to happen? You know, Obama, you had Trump, now it's Joe. I'm just saying because we might be slipping hands saying now that there is Biden and then we are going to be expecting what to do. Only to find that 
uh, it is the cycle of the policy of the US that is going to continue decisions that have been made by Trump and his administration. Thank you very much, Johnny. Okay. Thanks, Johnny. We'll allow uh, Tembisa to respond. Let me go to Anonymous. Anonymous, uh, good evening. Good evening to you, Patricia, uh, and uh, and your guest as well. I just want to bring something to your notice, which I read the article in the press, that uh, he 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 does want the support of China, India, and South Africa. But in my opinion, he does have uh, every in every relevant department all the heads of authorities are of Indian origin. Right? It seems like India is running America right now. It's going to run America. Right, right now, because every Indian is in every authority. There's no American, there's no black American, and there's no anyone. Because I've got all the names listed on this um, uh, circular that I'm reading out to you. Right? So I, I don't know. I'll wait for four years, and after four years, then I'll congratulate Mr. Joe Biden. All right, thanks very Thank much, you. Anonymous. Tembisa, please respond uh, to the question from Johnny. Well, uh, I think Jenny talks about policy. Uh, I think the policy will remain the same. South Africa enjoys a very good relationship uh, politically and economically with the United States. Of course, during Donald Trump, there was some kind of uh, disturbance after his utterances of the uh, the asshole um, uh, countries of Africa. Uh, that conversation he had when he thought he was off, off, off the mic and some people overheard him saying that. So that invited some kind of uh, the backlash and a reaction, particularly from Cyril Ramaphosa, who went on to say, we are not that, we are serious continent, etc. So that, that statement actually tainted and disturbed the relationship. But after that, he somehow uh, appointed a South African-born uh, ambassador in Pretoria who has done a good job in terms of uh, restoring the the. The, the relationship between the United States and South Africa. Joe Biden, on, on the other hand, has a history with this country, having been one of those people who supported the anti-apartheid movement and who stood firm against the Congress those days uh, to push for, for, for sanctions against South Africa. So that will continue. And the, the, the current economic bilaterals between the United States and South Africa are quite uh, visible. You go around the country, see a lot of American cars, see a lot of American institutions. We know, for example, that Amazon is building a huge um, uh, warehouse in the, in, in the Cape. Google is coming into the country with Facebook and other American institu- institutions in this country. And chances are more American institutions are going to uh, seek presence in South Africa. So it, the outlook is quite uh, positive. And I think uh, the policies which are, are pro-Africa um, will continue. Regarding uh, India, um, I'm not quite sure whether it's going to be the same trajectory as Trump, uh, who has enjoyed um, a, a very good relationship with uh, Prime Minister Modi of India, who is also criticized for his hawkish the politics, particularly when it comes to Pakistan and other minorities within India. So that will be a, a challenge with Biden, a liberal Biden is someone who wants to push for the promotion of human rights around the world. And we know, for example, that at the moment, Prime Minister Modi is accused of a number of violations, particularly when it comes to minorities inside inside ESA. So there might just be uh, a, a, a confrontation there. Um, I don't think Biden will take the dictates of India uh, or Russia or China, for that matter, lying down, because he has the record of being the promoter of, uh, of 
basic human rights. And he has said uh, that he is not going to give in to dictatorships and not going to give in to those who, who violate rights in their own countries. He had uh, instructed the incoming CIA uh, director, for example, to to uh, lift the, the embargo on the uh, report on the death of Jamal Khashoggi in the consulate of Saudi Arabia in Istanbul in 20, uh, 20, 2017. So things are going to, to, to be different uh, with, this, with, this, with this president. And India is going to, uh, I don't think India is going to have it easy. Uh, there's going to be a lot uh, of pushback from, 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 from Biden uh, based on what I've just said in terms of his track record as someone who, uh, who believes in, in human rights and multilateralism. Uh, Tembisa, thank you very much for joining us and shedding light on all these stories. Looking forward to more discussions with you. Thank you very much.